Welcome back, everybody, to the Hags Hangout Podcast. Fourth week in a row. Wow, we're really killing it, guys. We're literally like, we're one of those people that like does the podcasting thing now. We're so cool. Everybody say hi to Timmy. Timmy's back. Say hey, Timmy. Hey, Timmy. What's a podcast? No, what? Uh, and then you're supposed to say hi, um, and that's it. Uh, Clark, say hi. Hi. See how, see how that works? <laughs> uh, we won't be joined this week by Geller, who joined us the last couple weeks. Uh, and we're kind of waiting on Melon to see if maybe he pops in. But a little bit shortened podcast today, but we do have some things to talk about. So uh, tag along with you with us for the ride, if you will. Um, and just a couple things to get off. Um, if you're not already following me on all social medias, it's at Kyle Hags uh, on twitch.tv backslash Kyle underscore Hags. I'll be streaming um, most of the time just video games that make me happy. But if you guys have any suggestions or anything like that that you want to play community wise or if you want me to play something and kind of highlight that on YouTube, I'll be getting into that. Guys, do you have anything you want to plug before we get started? Jimmy? Uh, I I got nothing right now going on. Not yet. But, uh, hopefully soon. Yeah, you'll be streaming again. We'll get you back into streaming. Yeah, soon. so uh, maybe maybe sometime soon. Uh, that'd be uh, Twitch.tv's on uh backslash Packers eight four eight eight four eight. Lark, I know you got your Ben thing. Why don't you talk about that a little bit before we get started? Yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah, you guys can follow me on the Action app. It uh track it tracks my bets. I've been doing pretty well. We're probably about two hundred dollars for the last uh, thirty days, which is pretty cool. I post bets almost every single day. You can also follow me on Twitter. I, I post my I'll put my bets on Twitter almost every day. I'm more I'm more consistent on the Action app though. So that's at X Clark one four X on the Action X app and, and, and on Twitter. Yep. Sweet. And uh, I do follow Clark. I have his alerts set up for when he does send out his tweets. I also follow him on the Action app, along with some other professionals that you could follow. And uh, with Clark, I didn't bet last week, but I was up $10 in three weeks with betting with Clark's picks, the ones that I picked out that I liked. Uh, so he knows what he's doing, and he's up pretty big for the year already, and he hopes to keep going on that. So, you know, find a guy that's uh, local to us and, you know, kind of talks on this podcast just as much as we do. So you guys hear his voice every week and follow his bets. Awesome job, Clark. And uh, if you guys don't know, um, already uh john is part of three threes brewing in hamilton new jersey and uh if you haven't already tried and you're feeling a little uh bougie why don't you go stop by three threes in hamilton and grab yourself uh some some bougie bubbles which is their seltzer um it's a delicious lemonade blueberry drink uh fantastic job well done from them tried it before i know timmy's had it um i know it's great stuff and uh you know we'll let you talk about that more next week Ellie, when you're back with us but yeah that's some stuff that we want to plug you know, Kyle, to the uh, sports, but what do you want? Because uh, we always go past these plug things. Uh, I think I know you have the uh, the banner uh, in the intro, like the the in- introduction uh, media. But uh, would you uh, kindly plug something that you are currently working on with other people? The project that uh, possibly has to do with an outdoor activity. Yeah, dude, it's funny that you say that because I just ordered a whole bunch of dart tips and they came from Amazon today. <laughs> and they, uh, literally at like 4 p.m., I get it's 7 p.m., by the way, Eastern Standard Time. At 4 p.m., I get an email that it's like, we're experiencing difficulties delivering your package to your house. And I was like, I'm pretty sure this shows up on maps because uh, I follow it home every day. So I didn't know what he was talking about. So I was like, great, I'm not going to get these dart tips today, but I actually got them today. So we're going to try some new dart tips out. But here's the reason why Timmy says that. Fellow listeners, have you found yourself playing the same old backyard games over and over again? Are you tossing that beanbag and cornhole just one more time, trying to throw a smirk as if it's that competitive anymore? But you've been there and you've done that. And not to mention, how far apart do I even put these boards to make it competitive? And is my older brother going to beat me again? Yes, Timmy, he is. See, I'm like you, where I play a lot of backyard games and I play a lot of sports. 
interestingly enough, I can't come up with an idea of my own because I'm not that creative. But listen, I have the people that done that for you. At Stinger's Darts, Stinger's with a Z, we've come up with the perfect backyard game, which is a total commemorative version of playing horseshoes, playing ladder ball, playing cornhole, playing, I don't know, you name it, backyard games, can jam, scoring points, playing on teams, competitiveness, all while throwing tips of darts being plastic tips, safe for the family, safe for kids, anyone can play it. Basically what the game is, it is a 12-foot distance between two posts that look like pylons in a football game, and there's different scoring zones. One point from the bottom of the set, all the way up to four points. You throw a dart versus the other team. One team is one color, one team is the other color. Game is to 21 exactly, so you have to, you cannot break past 21. You can just go back to the score that you started at for the round. And it gets really competitive, and uh, it's a lot of fun. You know, I I joined on this process only about two and a half months ago. In fact, I have meetings on Wednesday, which is why we do the podcast. It's perfect. Um, and we just talk about things about getting the resources needed and available and whatnot. But if you aren't already following Stingers with a Z, darts on social medias, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, um, those are the best outlets to find us. Uh, we have stingersdarts.com as a website. We are going to be bringing up an email list so people can sign up for the first available copies that we're going to be making. We're looking to bring in about 10,000 copies of this game. If you haven't already seen what it looks like, please make sure you go to the Instagram or the TikTok. That's the best available resource to see what the game is like. And if you haven't played it and you're a friend of mine and you're listening to this, you definitely need to get it. Um, I'm going to be going to different events. In fact, I'm going to be tagging along with 3-3's Brewing at Witchfest. Uh, bringing my game out there to their tent and we're going to be trying to bring it out to some college campuses and maybe do some tailgating with it with some people and see if we can maybe get it around the uh the immediate new jersey area tom's river it's a huge hit already um so yeah that's me long-winded explaining to you guys what the game is you have to see it to play it so please make sure you go to tiktok or you go to instagram and look up stingers with the z stingers starts and then uh you'll see what the game is all about but yeah timmy thanks i uh i'm going to be sponsoring a bowling team and uh, i'm going to be making some jerseys up for them and I'm also going to be um, sponsoring myself on my twitch.tv backslash Kyle underscore hags stream with Stinger. So you'll see that banner on there, which is what Timmy was alluding to. But yeah, bang, bang, choo-choo train, which uh, uh, leads me into something uh, pretty, pretty cool and pretty prominent. Uh, Clark, as, as I know that you know that I know, uh, we're <laughs> both bowlers and a lot of our friends bowl. And uh, even Timmy was delved into the bowling a little bit, not only in high school, but he also played in some leagues with us while he was around here. Um, you know, my team won a half in the league that I played, which was the spring and summer league, or excuse me, fall and spring league. Uh, but you were in the summer league and you have, you were on a trio team and, uh, you have some good news for us, don't you? Hell yeah, brother. We, uh, last night, team 21, me, myself, uh, Sean and Mitch, uh, two of our buddies. Who are also part of our community at the Hags Hangout, um, Discord, but yeah, keep going. Correct. Uh, we brought home the uh, first place in the league, won $1,000 each. Pretty convincing fashion, too. Uh, the, uh, the last two weeks of the league are position weeks, so uh, if you're in first place, you're both second place, third place, you're both fourth place, yada, yada. Um, last two weeks, we were in second two weeks ago, and we won every point. We swept the team we were playing. And then last night, we were in first place, needed uh, to win two games to clinch it. We won every point, so we swept last night and uh yeah no it feels pretty good we're actually running the same team back in the fall and uh the fall and winter league so i believe uh kyle that might be the team that you were talking about oh yeah definitely i already asked mitch um i know we were waiting on an answer from someone else but i asked him myself and he was like uh yeah that sounds better yeah so there it is so we're gonna try to uh run it back 
try to complete the calendar year sweep with this team. And, uh, nah, it was pretty cool. It's, uh, it's a good, it's, it's, bowling's always more fun when you're winning. Believe me. Like, so. Oh, boy, yeah. did, I, did I not do that when I bowled? <laughs> <laughs> did I bowl mediocre or what? Ooh, no. I, th- I think out of uh, 30-something teams, we were 30th. Oh, that's pretty good. If yeah, you were 31st was, was, uh... or anything after that, that would have been rough. <laughs> that would have been rough. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, I mean, like, it's the same thing. Like, for Clark's really competitive. I mean, we all are. Uh, listen, Timmy might be the most competitive person that's in this chat, actually. I've, got, I've gotten better over the years. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, like, we're all really competitive. And... You know, when it comes to like trying to be trying to better yourself at something or or to to prove your your worth to yourself, like we're all we're all like that. So like when Clark bowls, he bowls to win, and he when he does win, it's super exciting because it pays off for all the pref- like the effort that he gave in. Yeah, no, it's like I said, and uh, a cash prize doesn't hurt either. So cash money, dollars yeah, nine each. Yeah, yeah, for real. All right, now. Uh, <clears throat> Let's get into sports. So this is what we love to talk about because we're really, really adamant about it. Sports and wrestling are probably the two most prominent factors in our lives, at least what we can like get a congruence on. Like we have some things that we like, like Clark and I are into basketball. Timmy and I really like NASCAR. So like there's some things that we can go into. But I think that we're just at a really good point where like we could kind of talk about just football since it's so prominent. And when it comes, it goes so quickly. Um, so there's a lot of things going on and happening all the time. And then obviously baseball for the local teams and the New York sports media. And, you know, uh, most of our friends are like the similar teams. So uh, we'll just get back into it with sports. And uh, I was kind of just going over some injury news. And uh, it seems like it's, this happens every year. Um, I don't feel like it's as bad as last year was, if that helps. But I feel like we've hit, hit, hit some injuries that have uh, really taken us by surprise. Obviously, ETN last week we talked about going down for the year. Um, but like, we're kind of getting into that point where like, we're a week out of the NFL season. Um, we're really like a week and a day. No, it's a Thursday game. No, it's a s- Sunday game is the first game. Oh. No, it's Thursday. Thursday. Thursday's always first. Yeah. We're a week and a day. Yeah. yeah. So hey, we're a week and a day. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going, we're Cowboys bucks, which don't have too much, too much prominent news coming out of there. Um, but there are teams that, you know, even with an extra week, um, in between preseason week three and then the regular season, which has an additional game in it. Um, we're still seeing a lot of finagling of the roster and cutting down to 53 men. Um, the Texans today uh, deciding to keep Deshaun Watson and putting him on the injured list, uh, which means he's probably not going to come back this year. I mean, do you guys have any thoughts? Uh, d- does the preseason hurt that a lot of these starters didn't actually play? And for the ones that did play that did get hurt, do you think that's the reason why a lot of starters don't actually end up playing in the preseason? Uh, I'm going to jump uh, back on to what you said before. Is um, We haven't seen... It's not as bad as it's been in years prior, the amount of injuries. But I think the injuries we're seeing are actually worse than we've seen in the past because we have players going out for the entire season. I think before we've seen them go out for weeks, but they come back. Um, I don't think I've seen this many guys go out for the entire season. I mean... I don't know. So, by the way, guys, I'm driving through like a monsoon right now. So, can you hear the, like, I can literally. I can everybody hear just it, yeah. right now. <laughs> no, okay, I can't hear it anymore. But I felt like your window was open, dude. That's how loud yeah. it sounded. Holy <laughs> no, no, it's terrible. But no, um, no. When it comes to like the injuries, I think it plays like a big part. The fact that like we actually had like I think last year was worse, just because I think that a lot of guys sat on the couch and then came back. So now that like. Like, like, they just started up, like, the ramp-up period was, like, 
so sudden last year. Like, there was no preseason, no training camp. We jumped right in the game. And now we're sitting here, and we're like, oh, full training camp, full preseason. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would argue the injuries aren't as bad as last year, but you are seeing, because we are having these extra, like, these extra workouts and these extra games, you're, you are seeing them maybe, like, there's, there's a few that we're seeing are kind of severe, that, if that makes sense. No, I get that. And that's what I was saying. Like, even I know last year was very difficult, even the COVID season, like just the preseason alone, getting people injured in the preseason and then getting to the point where at the start of the season, like it's almost like and I say this, like I think I've said this two weeks in a row. Like when you draft fantasy players, you're almost better off drafting them the day before the football season starts because you just never know who's going to go down or, or what kind of news or what information you're going to get. We're very fortunate. We're like we do this podcast on Wednesdays. So we get to hear like a lot of the news for the week, especially like the cuts and the trades and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but like it just seems like more and more every single week. Like we started off so promising and like now we're just at the point where it's like a lot of secondary position players like RB2s and RB3s and fantasy are going to end up having to take the RB1 role, but are they going to perform? And like, where does that leave you as like a fan? Where does that leave you as somebody who drafts or bets on the sport, you know? I mean, so like, like take Gus Edwards, for example, with J.K. Dobbins going down. I think Gus Edwards is a guaranteed RB2 this year in fantasy. I think the guy who has seven, he's gotten 700 yards every season of his career. And he's gonna get he's gonna get a lot of the goal line work. So like I'm com- like just in a fantasy perspective, I'm comfortable drafting Gus Edwards almost exactly where you would draft Dobbins and draft. But like the value is insane. Like he's gonna he's gonna produce at a second third round level and be drafted in the seventh round. Yeah, how many running backs are three down backs even in the NFL? And most those running backs are the ones that get taken in the first five picks. So. Like he ends up being one of those, and you get him for value in the second, maybe even third round if it falls that far, uh, depending on how many teams are in your draft. So yeah, I feel that. Speaking, yeah. of, uh, speaking of cuts and everything, how about uh, Cam Newton getting cut? Dude, honestly, like when we we talked about it, like hot takes and everything like that uh, in a previous episode, when when we went over like the fact that we thought that the Patriots would only be good if Cam Newton was overperforming. I don't know if that applies anymore. Like, like after watching the Patriots in preseason and seeing the progression of, a, of Mac Jones as a rookie quarterback, like, I don't fear him stepping into the role. I don't know if it's the same production. I'm sure there's growing pains, but I feel like they have a very young, good quarterback at the helm. And I, I mean, I, I've never thought Cam Newton was a prolific quarterback, so I, I, I know he's won an MVP. Uh, but, like, over the last three to four years, there's really been nothing that's surprising to me that says, like, oh, my gosh, Cam Newton. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, no. So, like, I know, like, like previous episodes we talked, and, like, my hot take was that I think the Patriots are going to be very good. I think the Patriots could potentially go to the AFC Championship. And that was on the basis, I said, of Cam being the quarterback. Because if Mac is starting, that means the Patriots aren't going to be good. So, to that point... I agree that if Cam Newton was Cam Newton of old, I think the ceiling for this team is exponentially like AFC championship. But I will hold and say I still think the Patriots are going to be a good team and a wild card team this year because, yeah, Cam would have, like, a productive Cam would have put, like, this team to the next level. I think you have a more simplified offense. With Mac Jones, you have a more traditional offense. And I and their pace of play last year was absolute dog shit. 
Like, I think that with Mac, you get a different style of quarterback, and I think for every weapon on that team, Mac Jones being a quarterback is only going to benefit them uh, production-wise. You also have uh, half the defense coming back, too. Uh, cause last year, you know, most of them opted out and then all the injuries. So yeah. you have all that, right. you have all of them coming back. And, uh, exactly. so defense is entirely a part of the game, which the Patriots pride yeah. themselves on. It's why they were able to beat the Rams 13 to three in the Super Bowl is cause they just held out with the defense. Absolutely underrated pickup right there. I, and like, I didn't even think about that until you said that. Cause like, I, I you know what, that was in like a huge reason they were giving, well, I, I, I could look it up how many points per game they were giving up. But if I, if it was around 27, 28, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it because they just had look- no defense. I, I, I probably look- wasn't that much. Right. It, it, it's probably something close to that though. I don't think it was that much. I think there were more middle of the pack, but I think with everybody returning and once Gilmore eventually comes back and is healthy, I think that you're looking at a, what, a top seven, top, at least top 10 defense. And I mean, look, they have a top seven, top eight O line. They, they brought in two dynamic tight ends. They're going to run a lot of two tight end sets. I think Damian Harris is going to be a workhorse this year. Sony Michelle is gone. Uh, Cam Newton's not going to be vulturing touchdowns on the goal line. I'm huge on Damian Harris. For you know how wrong this guy was? The Patriots only gave up 22.1 points per game last year. You know who gave up 27 points per game? The Tennessee yeah. Titans. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> they scored 50 points a game, yeah. <laughs> no, but like I said, I think just, I just think like the West, like Mac has put in a position to be successful, and that's all you can do. I think Mac, I mean, you can argue San Francisco with health, but like, I think Mac may have the best situation right now of any of the rookie quarterbacks. No, I think so too. I, I yeah, for I, sure. I even though Chicago should be starting theirs, I think you're right in in that sense that um, they are the furthest ahead. Plus, his progression through through the preseason really has shown me that he is able to do more than what Cam was going to provide because Cam wasn't going to provide what he has. It's Mac Daddy time, guys. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Did you want to say Mac Daddy? It's like I, a, I just wanted to say thing, Mac right? Daddy. I just wanted to say thing, Mac I think. Daddy. <laughs> last point on this, I think cutting Cam was the best thing they could have done because it, it wipes the slate clean and you don't have a question of who the leader of this team is now. Because yeah, if you have a locker room, he's an eccentric personality, he's a, he's a player's guy, and you know at least a few of them guys are not going to be listening to the, uh, the rookie white boy who's going to come out and be quarterback. You know what I mean? But. Yeah, I guess it all depends. I don't know. I don't know what his control of is in the in the locker room. And I just, the way that Belichick is, I just don't see it like, I don't see that team breaking down in mentality. Yeah, I, honestly, because of how Belichick is, I, I don't think really that would have been an issue at mm-hmm. all because the Patriot way, everyone just like listens to Belichick anyway. So if he's like, okay, you got to listen to, you got to listen to this guy now. And he, just point to Mac Jones. Well, they're going to listen to Mac Jones because Bill Belichick has six rings, so obviously he knows what he's talking about. Fair. I, I, I know Cam was a Bill guy. Bill, I like, Bill loved Cam Newton for his work ethic. So I'm, I'm just saying I think it was a good move to get rid of Cam mm. and also so like you don't have any questions. Like If Mac, Mac can go out there and know that he is the guy and his job is safe and not have to worry about getting pulled, ever, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Guys, well, our, our hot takes are falling apart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our, 
Saints are Saints are going to be a bottom team. They're not playing a home game in New Orleans till week eight. Oh, oh my yeah, God. true. Oh man, I don't know, man. They, they got fam- famous Jameis the in there now. They 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 finally announced they announced famous Jameis is the starter. So who knows? We were going off the the fact that it was going to be Taysom Hill's team. I mean, the problem is that Jimmy Winston with his new eyes and his great quarterback workouts, like, that's all fine and dandy, but, like, he doesn't have anyone to throw the ball to. He has Alvin Kamara. They have four wins guaranteed. They play Carolina and Atlanta (laughs) twice. (laughs) Guaranteed. There's terrible teams. Sam Darnold got the ball this year. Oh my gosh! I don't know about that. I, I mean, I I like Sam Darnold. I, I, I don't know. Go ghost hunter Sam Darnold, seeing ghosts out there. It's the Adam Gase effect. Every the last quarterback to leave an Adam Gase system was Ryan Tannehill, and he's been the second best statistically quarter statistically second best quarterback in the NFL since he took over the starting job. Adam Gase is a poison to football teams. Well, I think everyone already knew that. Exactly. So Sam Darnold, a new system. Oh my God, the boy's gonna ball. He's only twenty-two. Oh my goodness, he's younger than Burrow. <laughs> he's younger than Burrow, and a little bit healthier too, if, if you want to go that route as well. So <laughs> totally, don't blame you for picking that. Oh, All man, right, so, right. I was just gonna say, let's let's transition out of football because um, we are limited on time. We want to take a minute to thank one of our sponsors. Looking for a beer that's different than the same old boring macro beer you're used to? Come check out Three Threes in Hammonds in New Jersey. With a wide selection of craft beer ranging from IPAs to porters, Three Threes has a little something for everyone. Stop in today for a pint of our Back to Reality, winner of the 2019 Atlantic City Beer Music Festival's Best Hazy New England IPA. Perhaps lagers are more your speed. Try the winner of the 2021 Mana Hopkin Best Beer, Pitter Patter Pilsner. Not in the area? No problem. Three Threes distributes beer all over New Jersey and parts of eastern Pennsylvania. Stop in your local liquor store today and ask for Three Threes. You know, we talked pretty heavily about football the past couple weeks. Um, Just to touch on baseball a little bit before we get to some wrestling. Um, You know, we had a a huge stretch where actually we missed seven days of it. uh, Seven, six, five, four days of the end of this uh, historic Yankees run where they won 13 games in a row and uh, 10 straight series is, and uh, they actually had a right chance into to a skid. <laughs> yeah, they had a chance to make it 11 straight. They just took one more game from Oakland, uh, but they are uh, in a skid of four games um, and playing right now. Um, hopefully they could take a game, uh, but the Rays don't lose. <laughs> and what sucks is I'm a Rays hater so and i just don't believe in them so when, so when they I, do win i'm like what because because i live on the opposite side of the state of you guys i live in philly territory and yeah, that sucks so i have i've had to hear about the philadelphia phillies for a while now and uh during the yankees historic 13 game win streak the Phillies were playing the Rays, and the Phillies were also jockeying for first place, who the Yankees played the Braves three games. So the Phillies needed to beat the Rays, and we were beating the Braves, so we could have both taken, or at least we would have had an easier shot at taking uh, first place. The The Phillies definitely would have taken it, but... And then the Phillies got swept. <laughs> and I was just like, wow, the Rays really, like... I was like, we helped you out. We we just can we just beat the shit out of the Braves, but you couldn't win one goddamn game against the Rays. 
The Yankees won 11 straight games and didn't make up a game in the division. <laughs> it's that's it's that's insane, that's dude. Yeah. So, yeah, we like, might as well lose four in a row when that happens. You know what I mean? Yep. And now, yeah, yeah, now we're right. even further out of first place. We are now seven and a half games back before we were three and a half. You put 20 games over 500 or 19 over 500. <laughs> I mean, look, as of right now, we're, ho- we're hosting the wild card game. That's fine. Like, it is what it is. Like, I don't know, dude. That's also slipping away from our grasp. <laughs> No, we're we're okay. I think I'm I'm confident that we'll be a playoff team. We're only two I, and a half up in in wild card. Yeah, but you, you're also worrying about the Red Sox who have been we, and we the A's who we, we just lost we, lost the friggin' uh, series to. No, we went over the schedule for the Yankees for the rest of the year, and it's super favorable. The only problem is the Rays played the Orioles nine times, so yeah. theirs is also super favorable. So, exactly. um, anyway. Uh, so with baseball, um, speaking of the NL East with the Phillies and Braves and all that stuff, remember who was in first place last month? <laughs> oh, yep. no, those Mets. Have- those New York Metropolitans. Yep. Mets going to Mets, boys. Lowell Mets time, booing their own fans because when they do shitty, the fans are not allowed to tell them, hey, you're getting paid millions of dollars. You should probably do a little bit better. Uh, kind of like along the lines of that, like Joel Embiid said today, and he kind of just copied right from Bias's book, but he was, he basically said, you know, when I was really bad, the fans booed me and I went to work and I, I got better and I proved to you all so I could shush you, you know, I didn't, he, and he did, he, he did mind the, the sh- finger when, mm-hmm. when he performed really well. Right. And, um, what he said was, you know, I, I, I played poorly. I had to perform better. I had to get better. But then he said, Philly fans, y'all got to act better. So, like, again, well, another er- everyone's talking the, about the, the, Ben Simmons. The, the biggest, yes. Well, he also has a, a bad blood with, with Ben Simmons, who's just not going to be going back to, um, yeah. you know, the Sixers as well. But mm-hmm. uh, really, I, what's, what's funny to me is that, you know, you can go and be like, you know, I was really bad. And, like, because of the booing, like, I had, I had to get better and I'm better now. Uh, but y'all gotta stop that. Like, it made you better, bro. Like, we, they, the fans pay. I'm, I'm on that fence. I'm on right. that. I will, I will ride or die with this. Right. The fans I'm... pay you to play the sport that you make millions of dollars on a game. I, yeah, I'm gonna steal um, a point from uh, John Boy, uh, which if you guys don't watch John Boy Media on YouTube, oh, he's amazing. Anyway, uh, I'm gonna steal a point from him. Is that um. The fans are only booing. I mean, yes, there there are some fans that take it too uh, too far. They're like, "Oh, you fucking stink!" I fucking like those guys. Yeah, the, but if you go up, strike out three times uh, in a game, you deserve to get booed. You're you're meant to hit the balls, but um, booing and thumb thumbing down your own fans, um, that's. Not how you do business, and baseball sports are a business. You don't do that to your clientele because you want them to come back. So, um, so that's probably why the management was like, "Hey, uh, you guys need to shut up because these people are paying your salaries." I mean, I think it just comes down to the fact that, like, the New York media. The, like the New York media, the New York fan base is different. It's a different animal. The Philadelphia, the Philadelphia one is too. Like yeah. these fans, like there's no shorter leash in the world of sports than being a New York than being a New York like 
player. Yeah. For, for any of the teams, whether it be the Knicks, the Yankees, like the Nets, the Mets, the Giants, Jets, whatever you're going to call it, like Rangers, Islanders, it doesn't matter. These fans are passionate. When your team is doing well, they are all in. We saw the Knicks in the playoffs this year. Those, those fans, the, the Garden was rocking. Every Knicks playoff game is, that was home. But we've also seen, like, the Jets. Like, these fans will give up on the Jets eight weeks in because they're one and seven. At the end of the day, I think it was I think Mad Dog said it. I think it was a Mad Dog quote I saw today. I'm not sure. I don't quote don't quote me on that who it was. But they said that they talk about Javi Baez specifically. They're like, you come from Chicago, where it doesn't matter how you play, the fans are gonna love you because they love the Cubs no matter what. It's like the Browns in Cleveland. The fans love them no matter what. You come to New York, and now you're expected to play. You're now you're expected to succeed. Now you're expected to earn your $25, 30000000 million a year. And if they don't feel like you are living up to it, then you're going to hear it. Not to mention this team, is based, this team has blown any chance it had at a playoff berth within the last month. So tensions are high naturally. Yeah, and uh... – Another point on on top of that, like like you're saying, like like when you do good, uh, like New York, it, when you play in New York, you're you're put under such a microscope because like think think about this because this is another point I saw today. I can't remember who uh, who said it, so uh, I apologize. But uh, they it basically boiled down to for the Yankees, Derek Jeter got booed, Mo got booed, A Rod got booed, like like and these. All of these big name Yankees that are like loved, well, not A Rod, but um, all these big name Yankees that are loved like so passionately, when they were not doing good, they got booed because that they weren't performing what they should have been performing. So they they didn't turn around and go, oh, it's the fans' fault. It, no, they they just like went on, took it, and went on to the next game. Oh, yeah. I mean, but it's also comes from a winning mentality. The Mets haven't won anything in the last 30 years. I mean, besides, 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 besides the World Series. They've had two World Series first, but never, but not a title. Yeah, they, they've mean, been in the World Series, but they did not win it. Yeah, I mean, then, look, they're, they're down so bad, their GM is drinking. Like, it's terrible. Transition, because that's the next topic we're going to talk about. How about that Mets GM getting the DUI today, guys? I mean, we'll touch on it quick. I mean, for those who for those who don't know, a story came out today. Uh, what was his name, Kyle, the GM, the intern? Oh, game? I totally wrote it down. Hold on, I totally figured it out. Uh, uh, God. Oh, it's in a different chat. I was wondering why I couldn't find it. Zach Scott. All right. Well, welcome, well, Zach Scott. So apparently, what happened was that they were at Cohen's house, and there were there was a party or some sort of thing where Zach Scott was drinking. And allegedly what happened was is the guy left the house, decided to take a nap in his car, and then, and this is like seven hours later, the police knock on his door of his car and give him a DUI. I don't know if the engine was running. Look, I'm not going to sit here and critique how cops do their jobs. But like, all I know is that this dude was, this, this dude, this professional decided to, this guy who makes millions of dollars decided to not call an Uber, not call a Lyft, not call a cab, and sleep in his own car, and now 
yet again, the Mets are the last ball. I mean, you hire, you hire a manager who links in Beltran and gets linked to cheating. You hire a GM and he gets linked to, like, sexual harassment and now this. It's just like, yeah. this, Mets front, this Mets front office is just a joke. Once Wall again, Mets. boys, we have encountered a point in history, one that may not go down in infamy, obviously. It's an interim GM. But another just smudge mark on the ass of Queens that you just have to look at and you have to you just have to admire. Like this <laughs> always happens to the Mets. It always yeah. does. And it's you know who you you know who you really, really feel bad for? The people that have never switched away from the Mets being their favorite team. Because, like, you could you could end up liking another team. Like, you could be like, oh, I'm sympathetic to the Yankees. Or, yeah. oh, you know, like, as a Mets fan, like, I really don't mind when, you know, uh, like, we, the uh, We used to know a guy. We used to know a guy that did that. Switch from the uh, uh, Jets to the Giants. You can't say that out loud. He'll freak out on you. Oh, um, my God. He'll go, yeah. he'll go so crazy. <laughs> so, <laughs> I feel bad for the people that have to literally, like, <laughs> wake up in the morning. They put their pants on. And then they're like, I have to wear this Mets shirt every single day. And I have to, I don't know what I'm going to hear today. And this is something they had to hear today. And they were like, us, again, Syndergaard, COVID, you know, Baez booing. This guy's going to be on here for 30 days and then he's gone. You know, Lindor, the guy we gave millions of dollars to, $300 million. He's booing us. We're paying him. Did you see, uh, what was it, Baez or Lindor was doing the apology and then the fans behind him were booing and thumbing him down? <laughs> I think it was Baez. I think it was Baez. It was definitely Baez. Yeah, um, well, actually, it might have been Lindor at first, too, because Baez came through, scored the game winner run in game one of the doubleheader. Lindor went 0 for 3 with two strikeouts, I think, and a walk. So they definitely probably booed him. <laughs> in, adi- in addition to the fans, you want to know who else I feel bad for? The, arguably the best, one of the best pitchers of this decade, Jacob Degrom, wasting his prime as a oh, New York. Poor guy. And then I'm even paying him. Like, I mean, the contract they gave him was like, a, was like a budget. How do you pay that player under three hundred million dollars for that length of the contract? And not only does he not make max money as a pitcher, and they get paid as the highest paid pitcher, they don't go out and and wow us with with offensive players like they they keep selling us that these these players that strike out an astronomical amount of times and then add another person that does that it's um, are going to be the solving like that's what's going to solve it they don't get on base they don't walk yeah it's insane how poor the run uh support is for degrom i think it was uh i don't quote me on this but i i think i remember the report saying that in his uh one cy young year if the mets just scored two runs i think he would have had like 10 more wins or something like that it's it's astronomical how good of a pitcher he is and how badly the team is around him i mean that's what it comes down to i mean look i mean it's it's gonna be a tough september i mean the mets are still in it so like we could all i mean technically yeah i mean we could all sit here with egg in our face if, if they make they had a they had a class, and if they rise up from the ashes like a phoenix and come here and like crush it the last month, I mean, look, they got what like twenty games left, something like that. Yeah, like if you like got if, if you post a sixteen and four run these last twenty, I mean, you're in the thick of it for a playoff. You're thick, in the thick of it in the NL East. So, I mean, the last month of baseball will be telling, but at the same time, it's not looking good, and it's, and especially lately, it has not been good to be a Mets fan. 
We're going to pause real quick just to give a shout out to one of our sponsors. Ready for New Jersey's newest craft hard seltzer brand? Introducing Bougie Bubbles Hard Seltzer. Brewed and packaged in Hamilton, New Jersey, Bougie Bubbles is bringing a fresh spin on the hard seltzer game using real ingredients and zero artificial flavorings. Get Bougie Bubbles today at 33's Brewery. Bougie Bubbles Hard Seltzer. Real ingredients, real flavor. Uh, definitely for sure. Um, only because we're uh, really running low on time today. Uh, we're I'm just going to transition us into our last topic. And uh, how about uh, how about uh, we switch over to wrestling, guys? A little AEW. Yeah. Do you guys want to just go over match previews and see how we go and say that CM Punk coming back to wrestling is the greatest thing that's ever happened in the history of ever? So that's pretty cool. Definitely um, CM Punk coming back is the greatest thing in the history of uh, wrestling. Uh, so yeah, uh, what, what are the matches we are looking forward to? Hold on, let's start like super low on this card because it gave me the, the main event. Uh, so we have Miro, uh, the TNT Championship uh, versus Eddie Kingston. Eh. Yeah, pretty eh. Uh, eh. Probably Miro retains, I'd imagine. Um, Eddie Kingston's cool, but like, uh, yeah, pretty meh. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see how Miro doesn't retain unless maybe outside interference, but I don't think that rivalry has any outside interference in it so i'm gonna say the only interesting the only really interesting part i mean there's a few matches that are good the biggest interesting part about this that i'm looking forward to is the fact that a lot of the wwe no non-compete clauses have ended this week so there's chances we're gonna see people i think you might get lana here to be honest with you i think eddie kingston might have a chance and maybe oh. lana does something and they do lana lana, lana miro in It'd probably be CJ, yeah, CJ Perry, but yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but um, Lana's legs, though. Well, big big show fights this week, um, so that's kind of cute. Um, oh, he, then, he's actually uh, fighting? Uh, oh, let's go, baby. Yep, and then hopefully the Lucha Bros uh, beat the Young Bucks, because we know my disdain for them. Um, and then Chris Jericho's fighting for his career against MJF, the final fight. Um, and then Punk fights Darby Allen. So should be a pretty dope card overall. Do you think? Uh, do you think Jericho uh, finally finally takes uh, takes off? Yeah, well, I mean he's probably gonna lose, and then like it'll be like the monster. Then he just rebrands himself again. <laughs> yeah, it'll probably just be like three or four months down the road where he comes back. He's probably gonna what, go make is or something. <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I saw something earlier, and I think it's I think it reigns true. Like MJF is so good, but AEW has booked him to shit, and like yeah. this. The trials of Jericho, whatever the, like, the stages of Jericho, or whatever we're called, whatever it was called, they're like, like they were at such a point in this where like this had so much potential, and then it just has gone so downhill. I mean, they had the match on TV last like two weeks ago, and he and he won, or like MJF already won. So yeah. I, I, honestly, think I think if, Jericho um... wins. Like it's fifty fifty booking. You already saw MJF get his win. I, I don't know. I I think um, like you said because he's been booked so shit i think they could give him retiring jericho and then that would be such a boost to his career yeah i mean look until was- jericho comes back rebranded as something else so oh my god that would be ridiculous i don't know if that happens oh. i don't know if that happens great. ever again no. he's ending his career in wwe in my opinion but is um is omega fighting uh, yeah, so I was going to say, the only other fight that's on there that uh, we didn't get to speak about is Omega versus Christian Cage for the AEW World Championship this time. Uh, obviously, right. with Don Callis and Omega's corner. I thought Christian I Cage retired again. 
No, man. He took the, he took, he took the Impact World title from Kenny Omega. Oh, gee. oh that's where it was. He took, yeah. he took the yeah. Impact title. I think. Oh, I Christian Cage is Impact champion again. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you get... Um, I think Christian gets screwed. I think they're setting up... Um, they're definitely setting up... I think... I forget. I saw an Impact. They're setting up something with Christian. It's not, it's not with Omega, though, on Impact. So I think Christian gets screwed by whoever's going to challenge him for the Impact title. Maybe it's like Moose or something like that. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't there, like, some big guy on, on Impact that's, like, really running running up the ranks? I forget. I mean, I, to be honest, Kenny, I don't watch that. It, it's Impact. Impact, so I also don't know. <laughs> like, I, I, I really just get secondhand information off of YouTube about Impact, so, like... <laughs> the only thing I could say here is that maybe, like, maybe we get Jay White, and maybe Jay White is the one that screws Omega, and then that sets up because I don't think Bullet because Bullet Club versus Elite doesn't need the title in my opinion. So, so Adam Cole doesn't come back and screw him over. Okay, gotcha. Oh yeah, or that too. You're right. <laughs> well, I, well, Adam Cole only just recently left WWE, so his non compete clause wouldn't be up yet. Uh, he has a non he has a clause from the contract that he signed that is that's uh, right that the nxt him. call-ups all, all had that clause yes he is uh, yeah. he is eligible to go immediately to do whatever yes. he wants so right. i yeah. mean the, the biggest question i said it a few weeks ago we all know cm punk can talk we all know cm punk's gonna be great on the mic we all know cm punk's gonna be like draw eyes to the show can he does can he still wrestle that's what i need to see if he he i assume here, he can I, I know, but like his style, like would uh, uh, assume that he could still wrestle pretty well. But like, I need to see him do it in the ring. Darby's gonna be a good opponent for him. Punk can play the bigger size. It's gonna be a quicker pace match. And look, if he comes out and blows the roof, no matter what happens, as long as he doesn't sync it up, it's gonna be perceived as a great match. It's gonna be a five star match. So it would have been six stars if it was in Tokyo Dome. Let's just let's take it with a grain of salt and let's see what happens. But hell, I mean, look, CM Punk is wrestling in 2021, and that's pretty yeah. cool. And, oh, and not only sure. did we, we didn't even have to wait that long. We waited like a, like a week and a half, and here it is. It's already on us. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and with a tease of uh, Brian Danielson too. So maybe he shows up as well. Um, I think that's. I think you only you think get, they're only get for later. You're only gonna get one person. So. Yeah. You can get Jay White, you can get Brian Danielson, or you can get Adam Cole. Um, and if I had to pick, I'd pick Brian Danielson. I just don't think that it's as impactful I, honestly, towards storylines if that happens. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with what you say. You're going to get one. Brian Danielson, I think they'll bring in later because of how they, they can't do it so close to CM Punk. It is way too close to CM Punk. They can't do that. Um, That's never stopped before, Timmy. No, 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 no. I, I, th- I think it would be Adam Cole. I think they're going to bring in Adam Cole. Or Jay White, probably Adam Cole, for the whole Bull Club versus Elite thing, um, and then uh, they'll probably bring in Brian Danielson maybe at the next pay per view. Adam Cole's just going to come back and cheer on Britt Baker. That's it. So that's all he does. So we're good. I think I think we see Danielson more when they start doing the work with New Japan more. Cause I think I think he wants to fight in Japan more than he wants to fight in AEW personally, but. Probably. Um, I mean, I mean that's I, I why. Think, yeah, he's uh, Mo- that's why Moxley's. Um, fight is so so interesting because it bridges the gap again so we'll see how that goes too it turns out I, listen, I we, are running, 
We are running out of time. I love you guys so much. I love you guys so much. But we are running out of time today. And uh, there are some things that we have to take care of. And we will hold thoughts. And we'll make sure that we touch on some more things next week and go a little bit longer. But I just want to say thank you all so much for listening. Thank you guys for being here. Timmy, Clark, you guys filled in graciously for those that couldn't be here this week. And uh, let's do this thing again next week. And hopefully the people that are out there that are listening to us. Um, follow us. Make sure you're following this podcast on Spotify and uh, catch our episodic every week. Wednesday, we do it. We put it out usually Wednesday, it's not Thursday. So we'll catch you guys on the flip side. Uh, final thoughts? Uh, final thoughts are fucking that I'm going to draft in this fantasy draft and I'm going to win. Clark, what do you got? I'm going to draft in this fantasy draft and I'm going to win. Nice. Timmy, what do you got? <laughs> I already did my fantasy draft on Sunday, so uh, I'm probably not going to win because I got, I got a C minus rating. <laughs> that, that rating means nothing. Everybody say goodbye. Timmy, say your peace outs. Uh, peace outs. Uh, and Clark, say goodbye. Later, guys. See you guys. <laughs>